Welcome to the Word Made Plain with Senior Pastor Tony Clark of Calvary Chapel, Newport News in Virginia. Currently, Pastor Tony is teaching through the book of Joshua. Please open your Bible to Joshua chapter 4. There are casualties in war. There are scars in, in battle. So I would just stay on this side of the Jordan River. And, and, and some of these people close to you, they say, well, if you need my help, you know, I'm there. But my family and I will remain on the other side of the Jordan River. There are a lot of believers who feel this way. Yes, many of them, many of them are still believers. But there will always be a shallowness in their lives. Always. They're content with just coming on Sundays only. And not every Sunday. Once or twice a month is fine. Twice every six weeks is good. Some of them, if nothing is pressing, they're not come. If it's raining outside and all the sporting events are shut down, rained out, then we'll come. But then again, we might not come because, you know, when it's raining out, we, you know, it feel good to be in the bed when it's raining. So, and then when it's sunny, then I'll come. But sunny, now we can do our events. And, we, and it may not be a sporting event, but now, you know, Bush Gardens is open now and water country and, you know. And, and, and many of them are believers, but they are content to remain on the other side of the Jordan. And you want to go deeper. You want to go in. You want, you want to, you want to go deeper in your walk with the Lord. And many people may not want to come. They say, well, if you need my help, I'll help you. You need me, you know, hey man, I got to move something. I just bought something from the store. Can you help me move? Oh, I got your back. And they'll come armed for battle. But then they'll go right back on the other side of the Jordan River because they're content to remain over there. Who wants to deal with battles, wars, those kinds of things? Who, who wants to deal with that? I may have uh, Og and Sihon, king of the Amorites. I may have to battle that, but ah, that's nothing. And they're okay to be on the other side. Don't get upset when these people don't want to go. Don't be upset. You just pray for them. Because only God can change them, see. Only God can can work in their hearts, can work in their lives. Don't, only God can do that. It, you can't do it. And you can't get mad and you can't and point at them and you and you just are this and you, man. I tell you, that's why you it, having that in your life because you just, you remain, you, you like to remain on the other side of the joy. We just learned about you. <laughs> Don't get upset at them. This is where they are. Everyone is at different levels in their walks with the Lord. I, I had to learn that some time ago. I expected everyone to be where I was. Okay, I'm called to ministry. Yeah, but not everybody is called to the level of ministry I'm called to. But I expected everyone to have the same expectation, the same walk, the same things that I, and I put, I put my expectations on them. And people are at different stages. 
they're at different stages. And there are some people who permanently are content to remain on the other side of the Jordan. And the Bible says, you that are strong, bear with the scruples of the weak. Romans 15, 1, and not to please yourself. Because see, it's easy for us to, to, you know, start thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to. And say, I'm over in the promised land. And you over there. That's why you dealing with the mess you dealing with. Ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Be merciful and pray for him. Look at verses 15 through 18. It said, then the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, command the priests who bear the ark of the testimony to come up from the Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, come up from the Jordan. And it came to pass when the priests who bore the ark of the covenant, um, of the Lord uh, had come from the midst of the Jordan and the, the soles of the priest's feet touched the dry ground that the waters of the Jordan returned uh, to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. In these verses, we see in verse 15, the Lord commanded the priest who carried the ark in, in verse 16 to come up from the Jordan in verse 17. That as soon as the soles of their feet uh, touched the dry ground on the west bank, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. I am sure that as soon as the 40,000 men from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and half-tribe of Manasseh saw this happen, I'm sure they looked at one another and said, how are we getting back over there? I, I don't know about you. I would have. I would have been like, okay, we walked through on dry ground. Now, how are we getting back over the water? The, uh, Joshua, you got a plan or a boat? <laughs> and I'm sure, I, I don't know about you. I think about these kinds of things. This is what God wants to do for us. He wants to overflow the banks of our lives with his Holy Spirit. John 7 in verses 37 to 39 says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living waters. This he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive. See, God wants to overflow our lives with his Holy Spirit. This doesn't happen until you, like the priest, step your foot on the other side of the Jordan River. Then the overflowing of the Spirit comes. It is this empowering of the Spirit that empowers and equips us to deal with and defeat the giants in the promised land. How do we get this empowering or overflowing of the spirit? By asking. It's as simple as that. Oh, Luke eleven thirteen says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Acts 1, 8 says, you shall receive power. The Greek word dudamis, where we get dynamic, dynamite power. In other words, you shall receive power, dynamic power, 
When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we shall receive this dynamite power to be God's witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. The Greek preposition, epi, E-P-E-I. It means to, it means on or upon. And watch this last definition, overflow. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon us to overflow us with the power of God's Holy Spirit is to empower us to be witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So God wants to overflow us with his Holy Spirit to empower us to be witnesses in Jerusalem. You say, well, I I, I can't afford to go to Jerusalem. What Jerusalem is your home. That's where your Jerusalem is. And oh, how we need the overflowing of God's Holy Spirit because family is the hardest to win to Christ. We need an overflowing of God's Spirit at home. Oh, Judea can represent our jobs. And we know how much we need the overflowing of God's Holy Spirit on our job before we hurt somebody. We need that spirit. <laughs> Some of y'all borderline. You almost took somebody's neck. We, we need God's Holy Spirit. Samaria can represent our communities, our cities. And to the ends of the earth is self-explanatory. We need the overflowing of God's spirit. You know, we, we, we need it. Because... We need God's Holy Spirit to empower us to go out into this world because left to ourselves, we may just stay in Jerusalem. This is what's happened with a lot of churches. They have stayed in their Jerusalem and they stay within the four walls and, and, and church has become a, 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 a holy huddle. You know, a, a, it's something no different than the, the Elks Club or the Moose Lodge. And, and, and that's what church has become because we, we, we've been, we, especially today, we've been, we've been scared into our four walls. We've been, as the show, we've been scared straight. And we've been sent into our four walls here. And they said, don't you come out of there. We'll let you meet there for a little while. And we still don't know how we feel about y'all meeting, period. But don't come out of these four walls with that rhetoric of yours and that, and that Jesus and that Bible and that only way and those absolutes and all this. And there are a lot of churches that stay in their Jerusalem. But the Lord said that there's a Judea, there's a Samaria, and there's the end of the earth that we're called to take the gospel of Jesus Christ too. And the Bible says in um, Proverbs 29, 25, it says that the fear of man brings a snare. And, and, and that Hebrew word for snare, it can be translated as a trap. It gives the connotation of when a hunter is trying to catch his prey. And, and the fear of man has trapped us. And we fear man more than we fear God. The, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
It's the beginning of knowledge. Uh, Proverbs 1, 7, Proverbs 9, 10, Psalm 111, verse 10. It said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom. And, and, and we fear man more than we do God. Oh, I can tell you that now. I, I, I can tell you we do. We get a letter from the IRS and we are freaking out. We're, we're shaking. We hear we're supposed to give to the Lord. And we're like, I, I don't got it. I can't afford to. Even though it's a command by God. Sorry. And you know, and I, and I've talked to, pastors I, I do I do pastor talk and we talk and it's still true all over 20 to 25 percent of the church supports the entire church financially 75 percent of people and within that 75 percent I got some hope I was talking to one pastor today this morning 25 uh, in that 75 percent includes um the, the, the kids in the nursery, you know, the, you know, teenagers who don't have a, two nickels to rub together. And, you know, so some, some of that includes that. So it's not just 75% of the adults are fooling around. No, 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 no. But it's in every church. That's how it is. And so you, 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 you see this, this, this thing that we, we have, we call ourselves Christian. We come, we praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and we, we do our thing and, and we come and we sit and we, we do our thing and, and 75% of the people just, you know, I guess these lights just miraculously turn on and, yeah, this, well, as soon as I walk through the door, it's a boom. So, you know, as soon as the church come in, we just, it just boom. It's not like that at all. And we got, and we got to understand how things work and how things operate. We, we just fear, we just fear, we fear man more than we fear God. And so we're called to reach the whole world. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let's look at verses 19 to 24 as we wrap it up. It says, now the people came up from uh, the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And, and those 12 stones, which they took out of Jordan and Joshua set up in Gilgal, then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. That all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is um, mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. In these verses, we see uh, the time period that they crossed over the Jordan, which was on the 10th day of the first month, um, which is the month of Nisan. Uh, then Joshua took the 12 
stones that they uh, took out of the Jordan River and set up at Gilgal. Why? Because God told them that their children will ask what they mean, and it will be another opportunity to teach them about the goodness and greatness of God and how he dried up the Jordan River like he dried up the Red Sea so we could cross over on dry ground according to verses 22 and 23. Now, what would this do? It will show all the earth the mighty hand of God so all the earth may do what? Fear God, according to verse 24. See, we like the, you know, we like the Israelites are supposed to show the world how mighty and awesome our God is to us. Uh, We show our children and they grow up and tell their generation how good and awesome God is. However, this is what I believe. So often God is too busy spanking us for being disobedient that this world never gets the chance to see how good our God is. Instead, the world is seeing a bunch of so-called Christians living ungodly lives and we come off as hypocrites to the world around us. And then the ones that's trying to live for the Lord, we come off prudish and, and judgmental and we come off, uh, uh, we come off lacking mercy. And, and, and the world looks and say, man, I don't want nothing to do with y'all. And so it, it's, it's a weird thing. See, this is why we need the overflowing of God's spirit in our lives to empower us to live godly in front of the world. We need the Holy Spirit to truly, watch this, make us holy. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make us holy. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. convicts us of sin so we can confess it and so we can become more holy. That's why God's given us his Holy Spirit. This is why we need a move of his Holy Spirit to help us and empower us to live holy lives. See, this is why this, this is so key. And this is why the teaching And the true teaching of the Holy Spirit is absent from churches today. They teach about the Holy Spirit, but they say, oh, you always got to be careful when you're speaking of the Holy Spirit. You don't want to get too weird, you know. Well, this is why the Holy Spirit's role is downplayed in the church today. And, And, you know, because there's been some abuses over here, then you have those that say, whoa, and they come over here. Somewhere we got to find us a balance. Because over there is not cutting it. And over there is fooling around. We got to find us a balance. A balance somewhere. And when we ask the Spirit of God, see, the way that you know a, a balance is, remember I said belief affects behavior? 
a true belief of the Holy Spirit will make us holy. That's the balance. It will produce what we believe and teach about the Holy Spirit and experience from him should be a holy life. Oh, there are some other things that can come along with the empowering of the Holy Spirit. But the one thing it should make us do is make us holy. Somebody ought to say amen with that. Because good grief. Because we've all seen people over here. Or they jump and do a jig and all that. And as soon as they leave that door, they'll cuss you out. And they are, oh, they will read you the riot act. And we've seen those. So that showed that that's not a true representation of the teaching of the Holy Spirit because it hasn't affected their lives and made their lives holy. It just made them hop, but not holy. And they get in church and they can hop around and run around and yell and scream and hallelujah, shed a tear or two, but get out here and get home and cuss their husbands out and, and, and wives and just fool around. It's just crazy. Those over here, they, 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 you know, as soon as you say hallelujah, oh, watch yourself. Clap and they, but they can get to their team and they can, woo, yeah, but get in trouble. That's fooling around too. That ain't cutting it. We got to have a balance of this thing. And the way that you know you have a balance in your life, is your life is becoming more holy. It's becoming more like Jesus. That's how you know you're becoming balanced, that you're not over there and you're not over there. You're balanced biblically according to the word of God, and your life will be holy. Let me conclude with this. Yes, it is truly a time to remember. Remember what God has done for us. Remember, forget not all his benefits. Also, what side of the Jordan River are you on? Are you content to be on the other side of the Jordan River? Or do you want to cross over? Remember, in crossing over, you may have to bring some heavy stones with you. And it's not because God is trying to put some burden on you. He knows what's needed in your life to strengthen you and to equip you to deal with the battles on the other side. If you just had you pick up some rocks that you throw, and you know the rocks that you skip the water with, and you know you skip some little rock, you you the the giants on the other side will eat your lunch. You know there's some heavy stone that you got to carry, some heavy things that you have to deal with. It's going to help you, equip you when you get to the other side. And finally, if you want to be filled and overflowed. With the Holy Spirit. There's going to be some people to pray with you. Because I, I believe that's what's lacking today. First, you, you, the, you, you got to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You understand that, don't you? We ain't going to put the cart before the horse. Fill me with your spirit. How about repenting and getting saved first? You know. So if you haven't even accepted Christ, repented of your sin, accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's first. And then pray that the Spirit would just come and overflow your lives 
Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. And out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And I pray that our church will be a church filled with people whose lives are overflowing with the Spirit of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time you've given us to study your word. And we pray, God, that your spirit will come upon us, that your spirit would change us, that your spirit would fill us, Lord, use us to reach our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God, I pray that we can be a church entrusted with the power of your spirit. God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just come upon us, Lord. Come upon us afresh. Oh, Lord, we know when we get saved, we have the Holy Spirit. We know that. But, Lord, we want that overflowing of your spirit to be evident in our lives. Do a work in this church, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If the Word Made Plain has been a source of inspiration and encouragement to you, why not consider becoming a Word Made Plain giving partner to keep this listener-supported program on the air? As a giving partner, you join forces with Calvary Chapel Newport News' kingdom vision of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can make your tax-deductible gift online at calvarynn.org or send your gift of any amount to 15553 Warwick Boulevard, Newport News, Virginia, 23608 and receive a gift from Calvary Chapel Newport News as our thank you. In addition to your financial support, we ask that you pray for the Word Made Plain broadcast, that it touches hearts and generates change in the lives of people around the world. We pray you've been blessed by God's Word today and hope you'll tune in next time to hear The Word Made Plain.